0: Hey friend, and when I say friend, I really mean it because if you're taking the time to listen to what I got to say, then you're definitely an ally. I don't care how many years I've been doing what I do, talking into a microphone, um, I always feel absolutely honored when anyone takes the time to listen to what I have to say to what I bring to the table. I'm Shelly Wade, and welcome to the first episode of my brand new podcast, All the Way with Shelly Wade. This episode, I'm going to share with you what I've been up to since the last time I did a podcast, which was an entire year ago. I'll share with you all of the twists and turns my life has taken. um, A lot of stuff that I... (laughs) I couldn't have ever imagined or dreamed up or thought up myself, but it happened. And I'll uh, share all of that with you. I'll also um, share with you what's the the name about? What's the podcast name about? Because if you listen to my previous podcast, you know it was called All The Rage with Shelly Wade. This one is All The Way with Shelly Wade. Similar sound, different meaning. I'll explain all of that and then Nick Cannon is gonna stop by the podcast this episode. Yeah, you know, everybody's so obsessed with talking about all of Nick Cannon's kids and all of his baby mamas and Well, we are going to touch on those topics. As a matter of fact, I ask him, you know, listen, point blank Nick, would you ever get married again? And um, you might be surprised with what he has to say about that. But we also talk about a lot of spirituality. Nick and I are very similar in that. Um, we love to to spread positivity and um you know, send out words of encouragement, put out um, good energy and good vibes into the universe. Um, So we're going to talk about all of that and what therapy has meant to his life and um, how he feels about giving back to the community and all of that. So I can't wait to share our conversation. Let's get into it.
1: This is the All The Way with Shelly Wade podcast.
0: So it's been an entire year since I recorded my last podcast episode, and wow, what a whirlwind year it's been. I couldn't have imagined it. Um, I believe the last time I did a podcast episode, I was still living in lovely San Diego, California, and I lived there for eight years. Um, You know, after I left uh, New York City, I was on the air in New York City at Z100 New York for 12 years, and... And then I left because I just needed better quality of life. And you know, maybe we'll we'll go into that in a different episode. But um, long story longer, I ended up taking a job in sunny San Diego because I just needed some sunshine in my life, some vitamin D, some California weather, some sunglasses every day, and flip flops and and sundresses. <laughs> I needed all of that in my life. Some ocean. And it was just the right time for me to um, make that move. And um, so I did that. And, um, I was on air there for eight years. And then I wasn't on air anymore. And again, we'll go into that on another episode, you know, if if um you know, if it calls for that. But when I left San Diego, probably, Geez, I left San Diego. You know what? I it just came back to me. I left San Diego on October first, twenty twenty one, and I remember that so uh, so uh, vividly now because I was like, "Wow, I'm really starting fresh on the first day of October." Um, <laughs> you know, um, so it was a hard decision for me to decide to leave San Diego. Because it just, being there just did my heart so much good. At that time, I had had not been on the radio for nearly three years. And um, to put that into perspective, I have always been about work and career since I was a little girl. I had mentioned before, when I was a little girl, I grew up um, singing and, and performing in my hometown of Houston. It was always my dream to be a Grammy Award winning singer. And so dreaming about my career was always huge for me. And um, once I got my career, it's always been my life. And that wasn't a bad thing because it's been such a fun career. So it being my life was actually always fun for me. Now, whether or not that's healthy or not is a different story. (laughs) But um, so for my career, uh, being my life and then to all of a sudden not be on the radio for nearly three years was really an odd position to find myself in. Uh, but after I wasn't on the radio in San Diego anymore, I stayed there for um, two, just over two years without a job. <laughs> you know, I'd started, you know just being honest with you, I went through all of my savings and I know that's something they tell you not to do, but what do they say? You can't take it with you. But that actually wasn't the reason I went through my savings. I did it because I felt like at the time I was going through such an such emotional turmoil that I needed to be near the ocean in San Diego because it brought me such joy. And um it was more about self-care for me to stay in that area because Going to the ocean regularly made me so happy and it was so healing for me. Um, And so I made the decision to stay there. Um, And but honestly, it wasn't my plan to go through my savings. My plan was actually I thought I was going to get a job right away. But um, that didn't happen (laughs) because of the pandemic. Mostly uh, people were losing jobs left and right um, because of the pandemic. And so. Um, It turned out to be harder for me to find a job that was right for me than I thought it was going to be. And so I ended up just going through all of my savings. And so by the time I left San Diego or was thinking about making this decision to leave, I had to make the decision as to whether to stay in San Diego or not. And by that time, um, you know, it was you know, in the thick of the pandemic, and I had already been spending so much time by myself uh, because I was isolating, but I felt extremely isolated as a result. And I was one of those people that was very serious about, um, you know, staying away from people because there were so many people getting really sick and so many people, sadly enough, dying that I was like, I got to give myself a chance, a fighting chance. And so I was serious about, um, you know, not being around a lot of people. And so um, as a result, I felt very isolated. And by that time, my family kept asking me to come home, just come home because, again, because of the pandemic, people realized the things that were important to them. And by that time, I wanted to go home because I wanted to be around the people who loved me most in the world. And, um, you know, the fact that I didn't have a job, you know, made, made the decision a lot easier. But it was very hard for me to leave San Diego because uh, it was such a beautiful place. Um, and going to the ocean had become such... An important um, part of my life, and and as you, if you've ever been to San Diego, you know that the ocean and the beaches are so accessible. It's like you, any way you turn, you're gonna hit a beach, right? And so um, it was a very difficult decision, but I finally decided to just move home uh, to Houston. But I tell you what, once I finally made that decision, so that was me moving from the West Coast to. What they call the third coast, <laughs> the Gulf Coast, Houston. Um, and once I moved home, boy, being around my family brought me so much joy. If you look at my um, social media around that time, you can see my sisters and I were hanging out. I have two, si- two sisters and one brother. So I am uh, one of the middle kids. My, sis- my sister, Trina, is another middle kid. Uh, but I have a younger sister, an older sister, and an older brother. My brother is the oldest of us four kids. And um, just being around my brother and my sisters and my mother and my godchildren, my niece and nephews and my godchildren and my best friends, it was what I needed for my soul after being isolated during the pandemic so much. It was just really wonderful. Also, I forgot to mention that just before I left San Diego, I got a job. But luckily, it was a job that I could do from home. And it was with the Black Information Network, which was a huge pivot for me because um, it was me being a straight-up news anchor, (laughs) Because uh, up until then, my radio career had always been I was in music radio, playing fun music and talking about celebs as an entertainment reporter and an entertainment journalist and um, being on TV as an entertainment journalist, going on the Today Show talking about celebs, going on the Talk and CNN and the Steve Harvey Show talking about celebs. And so for me to make this completely new career turn... And go to, it was still radio, but it was news radio, which I had never done before. So I learned to be a full-fledged news anchor. And honestly, it was really exciting to learn um, something new like that at that level of my career. Um, so at, all, at that time, I'd already accomplished so much in my career. Um, by the way, this year marks my 30th year on the radio. Um, well, my 30th year as a radio, a professional radio personality, I know I look like I'm 30 years old, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been in the business for that long. And, and to say it, that I learned something new um, at this particular level of my career was actually very exciting for me And so I just kind of come to the decision, you know, listen, I'm at home with my family. I am enjoying being surrounded by their love. And maybe from here on out in my career, anything I do, I can do it as Houston as my home base. And I can do whatever I'm going to do, whether it's radio or TV, whatever, podcast, I can do it all from Houston. And just as I came to that decision, I get a call from Skip Dillard (laughs) who was eventually going to be my boss here in New York City. He's like, hey, Shelly, what you doing? And it was just before my birthday. My birthday is a few days before Christmas. And my best friend was treating me to dinner um, at this restaurant called Gringo's in Houston, treating me to some Tex-Mex for my birthday. And we're sitting there waiting to be seated. And I get this call from Skip Dillard like, hey, Shelly, Um, What you doing? I'm like, hey, about to celebrate my birthday, you know, having dinner with the best friend. And he's like, so I'm sure you've seen the news that I'm at this new station, 94-7 The Block. And um, first person I thought to hire was you. Would you be interested? And I'm like, wait, what? what? I'm like, in New York City? And he was like, yes. And when I tell you that that just came out of left field for me, because, you know, New York City, I had already been there, done that. I had already achieved that dream. Um, I didn't see where there would be another, you know, I mean, just it just did, it didn't present itself. You know, the whole three years I wasn't on the radio. New York City had not pre- presented itself. Um, so once I had made my decision that I was going to do everything from Houston from here on out for the rest of my career. Boom. What did they say? Um make plans. God laughs at them. I don't know. That's probably not the right way to say that saying, but that's basically how it felt. I decided I was going to do everything from Houston. God was like, "Eh, no. God was like, I need you to go back to New York City. You have unfinished business there. And it just was something that I was not expecting. So I was only in Houston for five months had already gotten used to hanging out with my sisters and my best friend and my mom and my brother and my, my godchildren and my, you know. And here we go. I knew New York City was something that I couldn't say no to. And I'd always wanted to work with Skip Dillard. And here was the, the, the opportunity presenting itself. There it was. And it felt like this is what God wanted me to do. And so I, I said yes. And here I am. So in the course of this year, I have been in three major cities and three on three different coasts. And um, I couldn't have dreamed uh, that my life would take this turn. Um, But here it is. It's been a journey and an exciting one at that. I'm still trying to um, get myself re-acclimated to being. On the East Coast again, um, as you can imagine, uh, coming all the way from sunny San Diego and then Houston, which isn't so cold itself. Um, when I got to to New York in February, I was freezing my butt off, man. <laughs> I had to buy, you know, when I left New York and moved to San Diego, I threw, I, I actually donated all of my coats and and my scarves and everything. So when I moved back here, not only did I have to buy some Legitimate shoes that weren't flip flops, but I had to buy me a huge coat to keep me warm, some scarves, some gloves, and and all of that stuff. And um, I had to get reacclimated. I'm still getting reacclimated. I've I've been in um, my new apartment for um, just about a month and a half now, maybe a little less than that. So I'm getting used to that. Most of my stuff is still um in San Diego in storage, so I am you know sending for it. My vehicle is still in Houston, so I'm going to send for that. But right now, I'm just trying to get um, used to the new gig. And um, that's the whirlwind that's been my life this last year. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, I just am trying to find, you know, my foundation again. I'm trying to find, um, you know, I I still feel a little like I'm floating you know, I don't feel exactly grounded yet, but I'm getting there. Um, and I am loving working with Skip Dillard and um, Dre Books, who I work with also at 94.7 The Black. He's actually my boss and, and the executive producer of uh, this podcast. And um, it's just been really wonderful working with and for the two of them because they uplift me so much they surround me with so much support and make me feel valued. and um, and I just really am loving the experience so far, and I'm excited because the 94 7 the black listeners, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Long Island listeners in the tri-state area have shown us such complete love so far. And it's only going to get better. And I am excited to see. Um, us grow i really am you can listen to 94 7 the block from the odyssey app because we are an odyssey station it's spelled a-u-d-a-c-y odyssey open up that app download it in um, the app store and wherever you get your apps and open up the app and search for 94 7 the block we're wxbk new york search for us And listen to us daily. I'm on air 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us from wherever you are. And again, that's the whirlwind that's been my life (laughs) um, in the last year. And like I said before, the last time I did a podcast episode, it was a whole year ago. And if you remember, the podcast was called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Now, um, it came to my attention recently that not everyone knows the definition of all the rage with Shelly Wade. Because I've had a couple of people say to me, well, you're such a positive person. You're not filled with rage. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not talking about being angry. I'm talking about this is what's all the rage with me right now. So... Here's the definition of all the rage. It refers to a trend or something that is popular. So when I say, you know, it's all the rage with Shelly Wade, I mean, this is what I'm into right now. This is what's all the rage with me right now. So while the all the rage with Shelly Wade podcast has come to an end, all the rage with Shelly Wade has not. I'll still be sharing with you what's all the rage with me. I'll have that as a segment in the podcast, whether I'm sharing with you my favorite movie or TV show or my favorite skincare product, <laughs> I will continue to tell you what's all the rage with Shelly Wade. But in planning this new podcast, I sat with my executive producer, Dre Boogs, and we discussed what it is I really want to share with this new podcast. And honestly, I'm at a time of exploration in my life. You know, once you get to a certain age, or at least it's been the case with me so far, you start really contemplating what your life has meant and what it means now and what is it going to mean. Um, was all that you've gone through worth it? And, and, and if not, do you want to course correct or do you want to, you know, keep going with the same thing or maybe expound upon it? I'm just exploring life right now. I remember when my dad passed away five years ago. I had been away from home when I say home. If you're not familiar with my past, I was born and raised in Houston. It's where I got my radio career started. And, um, you know, my big dream was always to have my own radio show in New York City. You know, when I was growing up, I actually dreamed about being a Grammy award winning singer. And so when I was dreaming about that, I wanted to come and, you know, I wanted to put my suitcases down and look up at the skyscrapers and realize my dream of, Living in New York, New York, the big city of dreams. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> and so that was always my dream since I was a little girl. And and then when I got into radio, of course, having my own radio show in New York City was the dream. So when I finally got that, um, that was really um that was really special for me. And so when my dad passed away five years ago, I had already been away from home for maybe um, 17 years or so. And so I started wondering, has it all been worth it? I could have been at home spending time, more time with my dad, but now he's gone and I can't do that anymore. Has it all been worth it being out chasing my dreams? And I came to the conclusion that, yeah, it's been worth it because my dad was proud of me and all that I have accomplished in my career. Uh, my dad was very proud of the fact that I I came out and I chased my dreams and and I'm actually proud of it as well. So I don't regret it. I I don't like living re- with regrets. I do have some, but I, I generally don't like living with regrets. But I did come to the conclusion that it has been worth it. But I I do one of those things I regret is is not spending more time with with my dad um, before he passed away. And and I guess that could you know. That could mean not spending more time with all of my family members um, and friends back in Houston. But, you know, we all have our own lives to lead and um, we have our own um, decisions to make and our own dreams to chase and goals to achieve. And and I, I can't really regret that because I've really lived an exciting life and 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 achieving dreams is such a big part of who I am. So, yes, I had to come out and do that. And it has been worth it. But just use that as an example of how, you know, I've been contemplating life. And so I'm at an exploratory moment in my life. And so hearing that, Dre Boogs came up with the title to the podcast, All the Way with Shelley Wade, because I am willing to go all the way in exploring what I want my life to be. And it's going to be very difficult for me to let down my walls and to be vulnerable with you guys. Um, and I, I'm very honest when I say that because I am a person that's very sensitive. I feel very strongly. Um, I care about people very strongly. I care about things very strongly. And it's been my experience that people don't appreciate when you're a kind and nice and gentle person um so many people uh, feel that that's a sign that you should be taken advantage of or taken for granted and because of that over the years i have learned to put up you know walls and i've learned to try to protect myself you know defenses so that people won't think that they can run over me and that Um, I'm easily taken advantage of. You're not going to do that to me, you know? So I've become, you know, and, and I'm not a bitter person at all. I'm still a very caring person. But I have found that I have put up defenses. I've put up walls. And because of that, it's hard for me to be vulnerable because I don't want to be hurt. I go, you won't believe the lengths I go to to protect myself from being hurt. It's really it's really ridiculous, actually. So what I would like to do is to um, gradually but um, surely let down my defenses because living life with defenses is really not the life that's meant for me, you know? I mean, I have an amazing life, but I know it would be 10 times more amazing if I didn't live with all of these defenses, you know? Um, I want to allow myself to love and not be fearful of being hurt because of it. I want to just be free of all of the defenses and all the walls that I've that I've put up. And it's going to be very difficult for me to be vulnerable, but I am going to, as my podcast name says, I am going to go all the way. Um, so um, I hope that you follow me on this journey as I explore what my life has been, what it is now and where I want it to be. And as I slowly but surely let down my offenses, my defenses, excuse me, to, um, live a more, um, meaningful life and, um, a more powerful life. Um, because living in fear of being hurt (laughs) is not the life that I want to be about. Um, at least not anymore. So, uh, yeah, come along with me on this journey to explore um, right here on my podcast, All the Way with Shelly Wade. Be sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe and uh, spread the word to your family members and friends to subscribe and 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 follow and comment as well. You can get me wherever you get your podcasts. So without any further delay... Let me share with you my conversation with my 94.7 The Block, New York co-worker, Nick Cannon. Nick, you and I have the same agent, Heather Cohen.
1: Uh uh Uh-oh. Shout out
0: to Heather Cohen. Shout
1: out. She's the boss. That's my boss. She's your agent. She's my boss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, she loves you a lot. I I told her that you and I, you know, we're hanging out uh, extra late today. And she said that she wanted me to tell you that um, you're one of the best human beings she's ever met. Oh, wow. And she said that you're truly a kind person who does so much good in the world. But and, that, that
1: means so because I feel the same way about her, and it's just I think good people recognize good people.
0: So, what I want to know because I know there's just so much you know, every time we read about you online, people are talking about your kids and <laughs> what you're doing in your, in your personal it's usually life. not
1: good stuff. Shelby. <laughs>
0: but Nick, what I want to know is like what Heather pointed out you do so much good in the world. Are there some things that you're doing behind the scenes that you don't talk about?
1: Uh, often, I mean, that's the thing. I, I always feel like you know, it's if if you have to talk about it, then your heart probably wasn't in the right space. and I'm truly a, a student and a believer and too much is given much is required. and I believe that I've been given so many blessings of abundance that like i I purposely try to do for others and create platforms for others to do that. and I, I'm never one to like I almost, uh, shy away from me ever talking about what I do, because, and I I'm I, I, I like being the underdog. I I, I kind of, over my entire career, I've embraced people, you know, uh, opinions about me, and it, it drives me, it motivates me, and kind of keeps me humble, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. so in that sense, where I, I kind of welcome the father, I welcome the, the, the controversy, but I think if anybody who gets the opportunity to know me, they know my heart is always in the right place, and there's never any any malicious intent or anything of, of that, and I, but you know, I'm, I'm, I get myself in trouble quite a bit. I think that's what's entertaining, that's what's fascinating about me. But at the core, I just try to be a good guy.
0: I know. I wish you wanted to toot your own horn because <laughs> I would love to hear some of those good things that you're doing. You know, putting that positivity out in the universe. Uh, we need that news because you know, there's so much negativity all the oh, time. 100%. We need that news. Well, that
1: I think that's a thing too because I'm a true believer in frequencies and operating on the highest frequency. Uh, but I also want to make sure. That I can relate with people And you know I think uh, You know I'm, I'm one of those guys That's always talked about And getting in trouble And doing things But In that same sense I'm always trying to focus On the optimism And the positive aspect And how we can do better and, and even through that process I always say You don't go through it You grow through it You know what I mean And tough times don't last But tough people do And you know We all need healing And in, in this time There's a paradigm shift Going on in the world And to get that opportunity To really Say hey, I'm right in here. I'm in it with y'all. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the blows. I'm feeling the 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 strikes. But at the end of the day, I'm here to make you smile. And and no, it, it feels good when you have somebody that you can relate to and say, hey, well, if Nick can smile, then I can smile
0: too. Yeah. Well, Nick, your show comes on right before my show in New York City on 94.7 The Block. And when I'm listening to your show on my commute to the gig, I love to hear your blessings. My mom, um, she gave me the saying, I don't know who made the saying, but she said, uh, kindness is hard to give away mm. because it keeps coming back to you.
1: Oh, wow. Don't you love that? Can I that? steal that? That gave me chills. <laughs> Still, yeah, I know. Yeah. It gave me chills.
0: And so ever since she said that to me, I keep saying it. I say it as much as possible. I share it with as many people as possible because it's so true. Yeah. So I love to hear your blessings. It's one of my favorite parts Thank um, you. when Thank. I, I listen to you on the radio. And, um, you know, I would love for you to share with me what you feel most blessed about. Oh,
1: I, got, I get to uh, leave my own blessing. I love <laughs> it. Uh, well, really, it's uh, just I'm, I feel so blessed daily to actually have this opportunity to connect with the community. Uh, I think in, you know, over my couple of decades career, um, you can get desensitized. You can get complacent. But in this time, to be able to, you know, as we, to, to crack this mic open and really have a conversation, have, to be able to share and emote, and at the same time, get that feedback. So that's that's invaluable to me, to to actually have connection with the community and to to hear how people feel and whether it's about life about me uh i see that that's living you know what i mean that's that's when you know you're alive when you can when you can feel an emote so to be able to do that On in in such a way is is truly a blessing.
0: Yeah. You know what also really resonates with me when I listen to you when you share that you've been going to therapy? Yes. Because so much in our community, when I say that, I mean the African American community, we um, don't talk about therapy enough. People will often say, Well, did you pray about it? Yeah. Did you, did you, can you do read it the all Bible? Trust me, I need yeah. it all. <laughs> I read the Bible, I prayed, and guess what? God blessed me with a therapist yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, who has been trained yes. to help me out. You know when um I felt like, you know, I had dabbled in going to therapy at different times over my life, but when my dad passed away, mm. the struggle was so real for me that I I I started feeling worried about myself. Right, right. I was like, I need help. Yeah. And then I found a really good therapist. Um, and and then not only did she help me, you know, get through those feelings, you yeah. know, but also work through so much else. What was the thing that made you start, you know, seeking therapy and and what would you say to everyone in the community about, you know, doing that for themselves?
1: Yeah, you make a, an amazing point that and and kind of to bring it all home is I started my therapy in church and you know seeking prayer and are from some of our traditional uh approaches where and and luckily i, I you know i was kind of born into a ch- church home that had that understanding uh, of being able to do that so you know that was the at an early age you mm-hmm. know we had youth therapy and you know sitting around and talking and then on the on the other Uh, spectrum of it I was actually uh, uh, had the opportunity to in facilities of incarceration uh, and juvenile uh, facilities and even some major penitentiaries I would go in and we created these therapeutic programs of creative writing and poetry uh, to allow the the I hate to call them inmates, I never say inmates, the the the, the people who are incarcerated mm-hmm. to um, emote and mm-hmm. share their feelings through art. And through that, I got so much therapy out of it. And then from that process, and then obviously in personal relationships and, you know, from marriage to, you know, even with my own children, like therapy has just been so helpful. And and allowing me to seek within and become, you know, be be aligned, be intentional, uh, and with with our walks and with our journeys. So, uh, I, therapy has definitely made me a better person on so many different levels.
0: I love how you say you you started it in church because yeah. a lot of people don't view it that way.
1: Yeah, no, but that's the thing. Like whether you know when you have that time with your pastor or like I said, there are group therapy sessions that I started as a as a youth. So it was it wasn't a foreign concept to me when it was like. Oh, we're gonna go talk to a person, or do the and like I said, even in some of the the coldest environments, and even some of the toughest environments, like facilities of incarceration, I've watched you know brothers and, and even sisters kind of open up and and grow and evolve just through sitting around and and emoting and sharing and, and growing together.
0: Yeah, and you know I often say this: men are um, are not encouraged all the, all the time to. Express your feelings yeah. and explore or, or emotions, or even to know how. Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean. And sometimes we act out or we we utilize our ego and and saying, "All right, let's take a step back." And I'm watching the paradigm shift. It's a beautiful thing that's occurring, especially with black men, because we have been so downtrodden and, and taught to be emotionalist and to carry it on. But to now to, to be a safe space to emote and. To be able to to communicate with another brother and say I love you or I care for you or I'm sorry that happened to you or how do we evolve here? How do we grow? To, this was a misunderstanding. These are you know uh, toxic elements that we can now do away with and just it's it's things that I'm personally watching you know, where concepts that were at once perceived as soft are shown as courage and shown as you know being vulnerable as a, as a sign of strength now and uh. I, if I can help wave that flag, I'm here for it.
0: I love it. Yeah. I have one more question because you were mentioning, you know, kids and marriage. Yeah. Do you ever think you would consider marrying again?
1: It's funny. I have a new song out with Chris Brown called I Do. And that's the, <laughs> that's the way the song starts off. I literally say, I was like, yo, CV, people always ask me, do you ever think you'll be able to get married again? And then the song starts, the chords hit, and I say, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, I'm a hopeless romantic at the end of the day, Shelly. So I, I I love the concept. I love the ceremony of it. I've I've failed miserably so many times at monogamy and relationships, but like you know, God ain't done with me. We gonna we to figure it out. What
0: would be the what would be the deciding factor? Because you don't have a problem getting women for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. What know. would be the deciding factor for you to it's, uh, get married again? It's so
1: uh, I think as I'm I'm growing. I mean, I probably had a few midlife crises in my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, you're
0: just exploring life. Exactly. Nick. So, so,
1: but as I, I, I'm liking the man that I'm growing into, mm-hmm. and I feel like someone who will understand me and can stand by me. I mean, if we're talking love languages. Acts of service is a big one for me, and when I say service, it's more about servitude, in mm-hmm. that sense of like someone who can truly you can serve each other, and and where you're weak, they're strong. And if I can ever find somebody that knows how to hold me down through all my madness, through all my chaos and toxicity, that's probably somebody I could rock with for life.
0: I have absolutely loved just uh, talking positivity with you. Yeah. You've you know you've Thank helped you. charge my batteries. For I was the about day. to say you
1: give <laughs> you give off such a beautiful energy. I mean, I, I know the community feels it when when they hear you every day. So mm. I appreciate this too because I I felt like I just went to therapy. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Nick. Thank you. We love you. Love you back. It's (laughs) incredible. It's incredible. (laughs) I absolutely love to hear him say that. Nick Cannon, um, great guy, man. If you've ever spent any time around him, you know that to be true. I mean, uh, in spite of all of the, the drama that people like to talk about with him, if you've spent any time with him, You just know he's got really good energy, man. You know, some, you can be around some people and you, "Mm, I don't like how I feel around this person, but Nick, just good energy, just oozes out of his pores. Really good guy, good guy. All right, time for me to share what's all the rage with me right now. You know what I am loving? And I've been loving these for, these have been all the rage with me for quite a few years the honey roasted almonds. At Trader Joe's. what? And I am horrified because someone recently told me that they might not be available at Trader Joe's anymore. Let me tell you what happened. I discovered these honey roasted. they're almond slices, actually. honey roasted almond slices from Trader Joe's. I discovered them when I was living in beautiful San Diego, California. and I take those almonds. And I put them in my yogurt. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. So amazing. Um, But when I moved back here to the New York City area, I went to Trader Joe's and I was so excited because I already had my yogurt. And I just needed my honey roasted almonds. And I spent, you ever shopped? in the nut section at Trader Joe's, then you know how hard it is sometimes to, to really find your way to the nuts that you want out of all the assortment of nuts that are available. So I can't find my honey roasted almonds. And I'm like, surely I'm just overlooking them. I kid you not. I was with my friend Cheryl. Uh, she can attest to this. I stood in front of the the nut section there for about 30 minutes just scouring through all of the nuts. (laughs) I could not find my honey roasted almonds. And I was like, okay, before I faint here, let's ask a kind Trader Joe's employee. And so I found someone who worked there and she was like, huh, honey roasted almonds? I was like, yeah. She was like, I don't know if I've ever heard of those. And then and then I clutched my pearls. <laughs> I'm like, what? You've never heard of the best nuts that you have here? And she went and looked through and she couldn't find them when she scoured through them. And then she went to the trusty Trader Joe's computer and she says, No, we've never sold those here. Meaning they've never sold them on the East Coast. And I was like, What? Is this just a California... Well, I know that I when I've been home in Houston, I found them in Houston because I shared them with my sisters and they absolutely love them. So, okay, not here on the East Coast. Horrifying nightmare. However, I can get around that problem by, I don't know, ordering them online or maybe having my sister send them, ship them to me from Houston. But I, I'm going to try one more thing. I'm going to try this Trader Joe's around the corner from from the gig. So I call them and they're like, um, we don't have those, but let's look in the computer. They were like, okay, I have bad news. It looks like it says in here that these are no longer going to be available at Trader Joe's. I'm like, no! I, I screamed a lot louder than that. I was like, please say that you just don't know what you're talking about. Please say that this is just a mistake. So I am just begging Trader Joe's <laughs> to please do not discontinue your roasted Sliced honey almonds because they are so freaking amazing. Don't make me have to resort to roasting and honeying my own almonds. Don't make me have to do it. (laughs) So that's what's all the rage with me right now. Those honey roasted almonds from Trader Joe's. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they're still going to be. If they're not going to be here on the East Coast, at least let them be available somewhere so I can have them shipped to me. And that's What's All the Rage with me, Shelley Wade. <laughs> and that does it for the All the Way with Shelly Wade podcast first episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We're going to have new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure that you subscribe and follow and spread the word.